honestly i just want to say thank you to everyone who has asked when the show is coming back it's nice to know people care i think with podcasting it's hard to know are people listening are they like we see download numbers but that doesn't mean you listened to the full episode and enjoyed it or like you know that you're looking forward to more Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm one of your hosts, Femke. And I am your other host, Charlie. And I'm just going to be honest right up the front here and say that this is not an episode that is going to be about like motivation and side hustles and I don't know, teaching you design things. We have had a long summer break, longer than we intended. So thank you for your patience, everybody. And we wanted to come back with like a catch up episode, talk to you about what we've been up to over the past few months. I think our last episode went up in like July, was it, Fem? Like the end it of July? It was the end of June, actually. So oh my gosh. it's been even longer okay, than you thought. <laughs> yeah, even longer than, than I really thought. Uh, there's been a lot, you know, going on in our lives. And, uh, you know, we had reasons that we wanted to take a break over the summer as well. So we can talk through what we spent the time on when we weren't, you know, podcasting for you. And just have a good old chat and a catch up. So Fem... How are you doing? How has the past like three months been? (laughs) Yeah, I guess something that has happened between when we last recorded and now is that I left Uber and I got a new job. That's pretty big. So that is a bit of a big deal. So the last three months I started my new job in mid-July. So yeah, the last three months have been kind of ramping up to my new job, figuring out what I'm doing and like what value I can bring to a new company, a new team. I had like a little bit of a crisis moment just before joining where I was like, what if I'm not good enough? What if I don't meet their Mm. expectations? Like all I'd really known is being a designer at Uber. And I felt like that was a big part of my identity for a little while. So I was a little bit like second guessing myself if I could really do this. But now that I'm three months in, I feel like I'm, you know, Finding my footing, it takes a couple months to really feel settled, I think, at a new job. So yeah. I think I'm at a point now where I am feeling good, contributing, providing value, and yeah, like I know what I'm doing, which is really good. So I think that's probably been the biggest like piece of news for me since we last recorded. That is a pretty big piece of news. And we're actually going to do next week's episode all about your new job. So I know Yay. that people listening have questions. I've heard, I'm, I've been live streaming, um, you know, over these past few months, streaming work that I've been doing and people have been asking like, when's Design Life coming back? And I've Aww. been soliciting topic like requests from people. And the number one thing that people want to hear about is your new job, oh how you gosh. made that decision <laughs> and all of that. So we'll for sure go into that in, in next week's episode and talk more about it. But yeah, that's a pretty big change. That's a pretty big thing to have done over the summer is start a new job. Yeah, especially during a pandemic, it's weird. But yes, we will save it for another uh, future episode. Did you take time off between your two jobs? I took a little bit of time off. Uh, I think it was about two weeks between. I would have loved to take more time off, but from the time period of me signing the offer and starting the job was already a really, really long period. And we can talk about that another time too. Uh, so by the time I could actually start the job, I didn't want to keep them waiting for too much longer. That's fair. Did you do anything in those two weeks? Did you go anywhere? Uh, yes, I went camping. That's like my go-to summer 
activity during COVID, I guess, because it's outdoors. And during and... normal times for you, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest, during normal times too, yes. So I did a lot of camping over the summer. Also something new I did was backcountry camping, which is like when you hike and you pitch up your tent in the middle of the forest and then you hike some more. Um, so that was fun. We did that and we took the dog, which was really nice. So I did a little bit of that. We also got a kayak, so that's been really fun. Um, yeah, just really kind of enjoying the outdoors as much as possible, especially like now in Canada, it's starting to get cold and it's going to get snowy. Mm. So you really want to make the most of the, the warm weather. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I've been doing a bunch of that this summer as well. So I think the last time we recorded, I had not yet been vaccinated because like it just wasn't the time yet in Spain. True. Um, and so, well, maybe I had one dose. I don't know. But either way, early in the summer, I think it was uh, early August, I got my second dose. And then as soon as we hit the like two week post vaccination, which is when um, you're allowed to travel and things again and like you get your COVID passport or whatever. That's when Mark and I headed away on a little trip to Menorca. We just went for like a long weekend. Um, Pretty cool to, you know, have had a domestic flight to this idyllic island. Mm. And that was the first plane ride I'd been on for, you know, 18 months. So that was really weird feeling. I can imagine. Um, It felt both weird and also completely normal at the same time. It was really like, it's hard to describe. It was like, this feels strange because I haven't done it for ages, but also this is where I feel at home. You know, I... I usually am on planes every month almost. And so, yeah, it felt good to be back on one. Um, and yeah, that sort of just opened us up to doing more travel. Like we felt, we've been feeling braver and braver since yeah, yeah, going yeah. to Menorca. That makes sense. We did, did a weekend in Alicante as well, seeing some friends. And what I just got back from and why we delayed this um, like restart of design life even further is because I just got back from a week long trip to Iceland which was super fun. So So I was doing outdoorsy things there. Not quite as outdoorsy as you, you know, we weren't camping, (laughs) but um, there was a lot of nature, nature viewing had. (laughs) Yeah. Did you get New Zealand vibes? I've never been there, but I hear that it is very New Zealand vibes. Mm -hmm. New Zealand vibes. Honestly, I was there thinking and like New Zealand tourism board, don't hate me for this. I was like, (laughs) why does anyone in Europe go to New Zealand for the nature when they could just come to Iceland and it's so much closer and like cheaper for them to get to. Um, I love it. And like, I don't know there's just there's so many waterfalls and like great views and things all super accessible from the road as well I feel like in New Zealand you have to like hike a bit to get to the good Uh, views sometimes um yep yeah definitely strong New Zealand vibes we had a really funny chat with one of our guides we did this glacier hike and um the guide for it was was telling us how um like Iceland Icelandic people are a little bit miffed that Lord of the Rings was filmed in New Zealand and not oh my Iceland gosh. because <laughs> like Lord of the Rings Tolkien based a lot of it on Iceland you know with the elves and the trolls and that sort of um Icelandic myths and legends I guess is the word for it yeah and so that was really funny I was like yep looking around like thinking yeah Lord of the Rings definitely could have been could filmed have been here, here apart from the lack of trees true <laughs> the lack of trees that's yeah. so funny <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm glad you had a good time there. Uh, I also took a bit of a trip, but we drove cross country to the west coast of Canada for a little while. That's a long drive. It's about 5,000 kilometers. So it took us about, it's like a week's worth of driving pretty much. So it is quite a long drive, but we took our time getting there. Like we took two weeks off work to like drive there slowly 
We spent some time in the Rocky Mountains in Banff and ended up in Vancouver. We spent some time on Vancouver Island. We spent some time in a town called Squamish, which is like, they call it the outdoor capital of Canada. Like everyone who lives there is into like kind of extreme outdoor sports, like like literally climbing on like mountainous cliffs or like slacklining between peaks of mountains, like pretty extreme stuff. Uh, I just observed, I did not participate in those, but <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Spent some time in Vancouver. Um, and yeah, I, my new company that I'm at is like sort of permanently remote within Canada. So I could just go there and work from there. No problem, which was really, really great. Um, and we actually enjoyed it so much out there that we decided to move to the West Coast. I was wondering if you were going to announce this. Okay. Tell us more about this. (laughs) Well, before we did this trip, we were already thinking like, you know, do we want to stay in Toronto long-term? We... Another thing, we got permanent residency over the summer, so we're no longer on visas. Yay! So we got the permanent residency for Canada, and we were like, okay, now we know we can like put down roots if we want to and stay long-term. So we were kind of thinking, do we want to stay in Toronto? Is that really where we want to be? Like, We didn't intentionally choose Toronto when we came to Canada. It was more like I, I got the job transfer to come here. So we had heard great things about like British Columbia and the West Coast. We'd been there once before, like 10 years ago. So it had been a long time. So we were like, let's go check it out and like remind ourselves what it's like, see if we like it. So yeah, the purpose of the trip was kind of a bit of a like scouting trip, I guess, to see if we would enjoy it out there. And we liked it so much that we bought a house, which is also like another crazy thing. To do on a vacation, yeah. (laughs) Yes, so that was crazy. And yeah, so now we're going to live on Vancouver Island like hippies. It's going to be great. Okay, what? so Vancouver Island, is it literally an island in that you have to take a boat to get to it? Yes, there's a ferry from the mainland to the island. Oh my gosh. Okay, wow. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> and had you been looking at real estate and like houses beforehand and had one that you wanted to go see? Or was this like yeah. totally like how spontaneous was this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were like looking, like browsing online a bit of real estate before our trip just to get a sense of like, you know, if we were interested, like what are we sort of setting ourselves up for? Like I didn't want to get false hopes if houses were like $5 million or something, you know? Right. Um, so we were doing a little bit of like casual browsing and like talking to people we know live out that way trying to get a sense of like what areas would be good for us and so when we were out there we were like okay let's just go to some viewings casually and like see what happens and if we like it so yeah we did some viewings um we like got a real estate agent and a mortgage broker so things started to feel kind of serious and then yeah we eventually found a place that we really really loved and it felt right and we were excited um so we put in an offer and i don't know what it's like in valencia but here in toronto it's like insanely competitive like there's like you and 20 other people you have to like put in an offer over asking um there it's like so chill like we just put in an offer like at the asking price pretty much and then they accepted it like 45 minutes later (laughs) whoa so we were not expecting it to like be real so quickly but yeah that happened wow okay so when do you make the move then yeah so we're gonna move out in december so just before christmas i think it's gonna be nice we get the keys in november but we need a bit of time to like move our entire life cross coast 
Um, but yeah, we're really excited. Like the island, if anyone listening has been there, you'll know it's a bit more of a like chill, slower paced life than like the mainland. Um, there's like a lot of nature, like pretty good climate, very New Zealand vibes also, like a lot of whales in the harbor and seals and um, yeah, just generally like a slower paced way of life, which we're excited about. And wait, I'm still caught up on this whole living on an island thing. So how long is the ferry to the mainland? <laughs> like, say you need to run out for some milk. Is there shops on the island? How remote are we talking? Okay, so there is a city on the island called Victoria. Okay. Um, and I actually don't know exactly the population of Victoria, but I think the greater area is like maybe 500,000 people like Wellington size. Okay, so it's it's a good size city. Okay, I feel like I'm less concerned now about you living, yeah. So like <laughs> it is a city. It's also the fastest growing city in Canada at the moment oh. with a lot of like new development areas. So yes, it's not completely remote. The ferry is 90 minutes uh, from Victoria to Vancouver. You can also take a ferry directly to Seattle. Um, oh, cool. Which is also kind of cool. The island is, I can't remember how many kilometers, but I believe it takes like somewhere around like seven hours to drive like point to point. So it's like okay. relatively large. It's not like yep, a tiny yep. rural island. Right. We're talking more like the size of maybe like the middle of the North Island of New Zealand. Yeah. You know, if you cut off the Auckland bit. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who needs that? Yeah, um, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's maybe not as small an island as I was thinking. Um, that's yeah. cool. But you still get those that like more remote nature vibes while still having access to the city. Honestly, sounds pretty perfect. Yeah. People who live there say the only reason they go back to the mainland is for the Ikea and the Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you a sense of like you can do pretty much everything on the island except for those two things. <laughs> Great. And you don't need to go to those very often. Let's no, be honest. I do not. Well, that's so exciting. Wow. Okay. Big life changes for you then Huge. over the past few months. Huge. New job, new house, new like little part of the country to I know. live in. I just keep yeah. like to add, like to keep adding changes to my life. I don't know why, but um, yeah, something that like has been interesting to consider in all of this is like, while I just told you like Victoria is not the tiniest town, it's also not a big town where there's like not really much tech there right mm. so like one big consideration of all of this was like okay well we're kind of permanently setting ourselves up for remote life yep yep you're going to be working remote mm -hmm. yeah after our current jobs it's not like I can walk into a local tech job company um so yeah maybe we can talk about that another time too but that's also something that was a big consideration for us totally that was the same for me and Mark moving to Valencia yeah you right. know knowing that here there there are some, you know, jobs in tech, but, you know, compared to the, the salary levels of the, you know, US or, you know, outside of Spain right. companies that we're at right now, it's like, oh, big difference. And so Huge. we knew as well, moving here, we were like committing to remote work. Okay, maybe let's make that the third episode <laughs> back then. Perfect. Now we're just building up a topic list. Love it, love it. That's the whole point of this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. What about your side project stuff? Let's talk about that for a little bit. How's that been going for you over the summer? Because I, I think you took a little break on some videos, right? Yes, I did. I wanted to take a break 
from this podcast, but also from my own channel to focus on inside marketing design season two, getting that like up and running. I also wanted to focus on my book and I would just say right now, rip the bandaid off, zero progress has been made. Um, I think just focusing on inside marketing design and like enjoying the summer was enough. For and so sure. I'm trying to like be okay with that, you know, accept that I can't do everything. But yeah, um, this season of the show, because I started it last year and I sort of did it uh, pretty passively, I would say, in that I put out a form being like, hey, I want to make this show. Like, if you'd be interested in coming on and talking about marketing design at your company, like, fill this out. Yeah. And I got a bunch of, like, fantastic guests that way. But this time I had, like, specific companies in mind who right. I wanted to reach out to and who I wanted to feature. And so it's been a lot more work because of all the outreach that's been involved in that, you know, uh, like yes. there's still some guests that I haven't like quite locked in the recording date with yet, even though like we first started talking several months ago and like, I don't know, there's just, I'm realizing how much work it is to run an interview show full time. And now I understand why, like, um, I don't know, all the interview podcasts, because you know uh, so there's so many work. of them yeah and but like why they just would take guests and why people are in our inboxes all the time being like hey i've got my ceo to come on the show right because obviously people who run a regular interview podcast that is like every single week just is direly needs guests yeah um, yeah 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 <laughs> so i feel like i can have more appreciation for that now but also very glad that i run this in seasons and mm -hmm. not as a constant thing yeah um, it's been good though. I, th I feel really, really proud of the content that I've been making and I feel like it's just kind of, I've been learning a lot from it and it's also been cementing for me what I want to be doing in my career. You know, like this is absolutely what I want to be focused on. I feel like I've been having some, some good, important conversations with my manager and, you know, leadership at ConvertKit lately about my role. Cause I feel like the direction it's been heading in is not what I want to be doing, quite frankly. Um, like there's just so much involved in my job that is about content and about like brand marketing. Uh, and yes. those are perfectly fine things to be focused on in a career. And like, you know, I do them a lot in my side hustles, obviously. But that's just not what I want to be doing for my job. Um, and so, yeah, I've been having some good conversations with them about, yeah, the focus that I want to have in my role and how we can make that happen. And so we're like working through some things at the moment to to bring that to life and make it true for me so that I can keep being happy in my job, you know? Yeah, good on you for bringing that up. Like, Yeah, and I'm, I feel like I wouldn't have done it if, I feel like, it, like, I don't know, it was scary to talk about it because like the reaction could be, you know, well, this is what we want. So yeah. what? And then it'd be like, okay, well, I guess I have to quit. Um, fuck, you know, oops, sorry, drop the F-bomb. But that, you know, would be how it would feel. But yeah, I think I've, this is like the value of being a long tenured employee, you know? Right. Where perhaps they wouldn't be as willing to be as flexible if I was like, you know, six months to a year into the job, brand new at it. Um, but because I've been there nearly five years now, um, I think they really value me as yeah. a, you know, as an employee in whatever role I've been in, because I've been through a few changes there. So yeah, that's been good. Um, and and yeah, I feel some some part of me also feels maybe what's the word for it? Guilty for not being like just totally happy with the role that I'm in, because like you know I got a chance to lead a team and get this 
promotion in a way, I guess, like, you know, moving on to a different track. And the fact that I'm, I can't just be like, yeah, this is great. It's everything I've wanted. It makes me feel a bit ungrateful or something, but you know, it's, yeah, it's conflicting. I, I couldn't have known before I went in either. Totally. So yeah, I've been learning and, and finding that out along the way too. So I guess maybe that whole, like, I don't know, job stuff is also why I haven't been doing a lot of book writing lately. Cause it's just felt like a lot going right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I resonate with your comment around like kind of the longer you've stayed somewhere, the more, I don't know how to describe it, but like, I guess you have that history there and you've built a reputation and you have that strong yep. trust. Like I felt like I was in that spot a little bit at Uber too. I had reached four years and I was like, cool. I feel, you know, like I can be very vocal about what I want and, you know, they will be there to help support that as much as possible. And starting a new job now, I feel like I'm like starting from square one. Like I don't have yes, any of that new to kid. fall back on. I'm the new yeah. kid. It's so weird. Um, so yeah, I look forward to the day when I've built that up at um, at Wealth Simple. I don't know if I yep. mentioned that I where I was the company. Yeah, yeah. yeah did I mention? <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't think I did. But I took a job at Wealth Simple. For those of you listening who are Canadian, probably have heard of it. Um, but it's, I guess, like a financial services tech company where you can do like stock trading. You can also create like long term investment accounts. We also have like a peer to peer kind of Venmo style product. Um, so, yeah, kind of fintech stuff. Nice. Yeah. And I'm I, I know people will already have a lot of questions about this. So <laughs> we'll for sure talk more about it more. But what about your side hustles over the summer, Fem? How... What approach did you take with them? What do you what do you spend your your podcasting time off doing instead? <laughs> uh, what did I spend it doing instead? Honestly, just kind of enjoying the summer and doing my my big trip. When I did this trip out west, we went for like six to eight weeks, so I didn't want to have to create content while I was there. So I tried to like pre-record as much as possible during like June and July, especially with starting a new job too. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I need to like like batch create some content because I know that the coming three months are going to be like a new job traveling you know I, I didn't want to be tied up with with content too much I, I needed to create that headspace for myself for my new job so yeah I did a lot of like batch creation of content um so haven't honestly while it looks like I've got new content coming out all the time on YouTube I haven't actually like created a new YouTube video in a little while um, so I'm getting to the point where that like bank of content is running out. And so now I need to kind of get back in the recording zone. One thing that I keep like is on my like goals list is my like private community that I want. Yes, set I was going to ask about this. Yeah, And yeah. I was originally going to do that in May of earlier this year, but then I didn't want to launch that like coming into summer because I was like people aren't going to be at their computers like it's going to mm. be summertime so it didn't feel like the right time now that it's fall I'm like okay now it feels like the right time to launch something like this um so I'm trying to figure out like how to prioritize that and where to fit that in my schedule because it's still just like something in my head at the moment so yeah I guess that's what I've been up to I also hired a virtual assistant actually Ooh, okay. Tell us yeah. more. Yeah. So I got to the point where I was just like uh, getting behind and not enjoying the like administration side of my side hustles, like chasing up clients for things that I need. Or like I got to the point where I was forgetting to send invoices to clients, mm. literally um, things like that, that like I 
I just feel like my time is better spent creating like the content and the value than like all of that admin stuff. Totally. So yeah, it's still very recent. Only about two weeks ago, uh, I brought Jenny on uh, and she's helping me with all of that stuff. So that's been really, really nice. And has it felt like a weight lifted straight away? Yes. And it's also like there's been things on my list I've been wanting to do for a while, like you know, some updates to my website that I wanted to make. Like I wanted to add some more resources to my resources section and I was just never getting around to it. And then, so I was like, Hey Jenny, like, you know, can you add these resources to my website? Next day it was done. And I was like, cool. That is something I'd had on my list for like three months that she just like did it. And so that's been really, really great to, um, to have her as a resource. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Another big like step up for your content as well, you know, to, commit to hiring help like that yeah yeah it's very cool um yeah it's also i i one thing i did pause over the summer actually is mentoring um Mm, i'd been doing a lot of super pair mentoring and then over summer i was like i need a break uh from from mentoring so i took a break and i started that back up uh early october i think um so yeah but i'm also like I don't know, trying to figure out my longer term mentoring strategy because it's a lot of time and it doesn't scale very well. It doesn't um, scale at all. In fact, it doesn't scale at <laughs> all. Yes. And so uh, I've also been doing the job board, which I don't know if that was pre-summer or not, but I, I have a job board now that I started, I guess, around the beginning of summer. Um, and that's actually generated more income for me this year than my mentoring has. And wow. I've been doing hours and hours and hours of mentoring so that's also like getting me thinking of like okay how can I use my time best effectively how can I scale like is mentoring scalable like what would that look like I think that comes again to kind of the community thing I want to do maybe there's Mm -hmm, something there mm -hmm. Um, but yeah just trying to think a bit strategically for 2022 yep that makes sense I've done a couple of um, conference talk things recently which has been fun nice you know to do virtually and one of them was this summit where my talk part was actually pre-recorded and then it was like a live q a afterwards i say yeah i think you've done something like that before right yeah With yeah a pre-recorded talk yeah um and so i pre-recorded my self-promotion for for designers like talk workshop thing it's run as a talk or a workshop in various times um And I I realized as I was doing this, I was like, maybe I could turn this into like a mini course that wouldn't be a big deal. Like I've always wanted to have a course, but it's always felt like, like a lot of work, you know, to do a course because I'm not the kind of person who just wants to like, I don't know, make something quick and, and put it up there. Like I wanted it to be. I wanted to feel confident and like stand behind my teaching and all of that. Um, and so that's why I hadn't you know, made time for it in the past. But now I'm thinking I could really easily turn this into something, you know, that it it would kind of lower the value of it being a talk that people hire me for in future though, I guess. But um, maybe not because I always like to tweak it for whatever audience of the conference is, you know. So like I've run it for freelancers most specifically was this most recent one was like, okay, for design freelancers, here's about building your reputation. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm thinking about. But I'm also trying really hard not to add anything to my plate right now. (laughs) Coming up for me, like, I feel like the rest of my year just feels like it's disappearing in a flash. Um, 
I'm I'm heading to Norway in November because my partner Mark he works for a Norwegian company and he's going over for like you know a meet and greet with sure. his workmates he's never seen them in person before so I'll go over there too and then in December I'm heading off to New Zealand because I got a yes. spot in our okay all of the Americans that I've talked to about this are like what the heck is going on so let me just quickly explain <laughs> please do New Zealand's border situation. So the border is closed to anyone who isn't a citizen, a resident, or like, you know, like a partner of a citizen. Um, You have to have a good reason for going there, basically, unless you're like some fancy rich Google person and can pay the government somehow. Very true, Um, very true. (laughs) Side note, slightly bitter. But to get in, you have to have a spot in one of these like border hotels that they're running. So there's limited spaces available you have to pay them like several thousand dollars to stay in a hotel for two weeks and be like you know under lock and key essentially (laughs) yeah there's security and you know you can't leave your room except designated times and it's a lot um and i managed to get a spot in the lottery system that's been going around so that's exciting i'm gonna head to new zealand in december and spend all of january there and uh yeah that's meant that i'm like okay what do i know i need to get done for my side hustles before i go so that i'm not having to film while i'm there um and that probably means like let's not add anything extra to our plate right now let's just you know build up what we've got (laughs) yeah no i totally hear you uh are you imagining that your time down there like will you continue creating content and working on side projects or do you kind of see that as like a break period probably ideally a break period from yeah from a lot of stuff but i am looking forward to honestly vlogging the whole managed isolation experience oh I my think gosh. that'll be quite fun to show like really good yeah working remotely from this hotel that i'm not allowed to leave in new zealand um i don't know uh, it sounds really boring when i say it like that doesn't it but i, I think it'll be interesting <laughs> to i definitely would watch that content as a new zealander overseas for sure <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah that's what i think my remote work vlogs will be like at the end of the year but mostly just seeing family you know for that's sure. the the most important thing yeah 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 i don't know when i will go and visit um I don't know the lottery system seems so stressful and I know you've like you didn't get it on the first try let's be clear right I've been trying every single time um so this was the fourth time it's run that I managed to get I got space number 3063 in the queue and there were 2900 rooms available so oh gosh, yeah yeah I got to get in but there's been times I was like you know, 15,000th in the queue. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen on Twitter people being like 24,000 mm-hmm, and like, okay, mm-hmm. there's just no way you're getting this spot. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so many people for sure trying for one. But yeah, it's a good reminder, right? How this whole pandemic thing is nowhere near over. No. It's still so much, yeah, that in, in that it's affecting our world. Um, I don't know about you, Finn, but I've felt just lately like, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm like... I am exhausted. I feel like I've taken so much breaks off stuff over the summer and yet I do not feel yes refreshed, you know? Yeah, I just think this whole situation that the world has been in for the past 18 months has really been getting to me lately in that it's just wearing me down, you know? I feel like I'm heading towards a burnout and so I need to do something about that. Yeah, no, I feel you. I also feel like um, every time I take time off in the last year or whatever, uh, you know, I come back and everyone's like, oh, how was your holiday? Are you feeling refreshed? Are you like, you know, expecting like, oh, you must be like ready to get back into it. And I'm just like, absolutely no. not. Like, yeah. I <laughs> I don't feel any better than the day I went on the, vac- on the vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Something about time off right now is not 
rejuvenating or refreshing or yeah I don't know what it is but I totally can relate yeah like I just got back yesterday at midnight to be fair from Iceland and today I've got today off work as well and I'm, oh, I'm nice. still like oh like you know feeling yeah. the <laughs> like I want at least another week off <laughs> yeah I don't know I also like you know have been not as excited as pre-COVID to like show up to work every day, you know? And I don't Mm -mm. think that's anything personal to the job or my colleagues. Mm -mm. It's just like my attitude is like plateauing. I don't know. Like this whole pandemic situation going for so long, it's like affecting my excitement about work a little bit. Um, Yeah, totally. I also wonder, I was reflecting like, because usually I go back to visit my family in New Zealand every two years and Mm -hmm. it's coming up on three years now so I also wonder if that's related where it's like I'm sure you know usually I'm used to having this like you know filling my cup back up by spending time with my family right and going going back home for a little while and because I haven't had that in a longer than usual amount of time I wonder if that's playing a role as well I'm sure it's playing a role yeah I feel so lucky that I was in New Zealand just before the Ah, pandemic hit. Like I left in January. So it will be two years by the time I am like out of my managed isolation that I'm seeing my family. But yeah, normally we see each other every year, I would say. So yeah, it's, I'm sure that that has something to do with it. I'm sure it has something to do with it for me as well. And not just the not seeing them, but the not knowing when, you know, like it's it's the unknown. I think it creates For a lot sure. of stress on us and all of the unknowns that we have in our life right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's been times where I've felt like I've like glommed onto side projects because I'm like, this is something that I can control. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can control the outcome of this. I can set a deadline and I can meet it. And there is no other factors yeah. that can contribute to it. Um, you know, it's just me. And so there's been times when that's been really motivating and yes. there's, like I feel like now I'm in a point with side projects where I'm like oh (laughs) that's tiring (laughs) like just to feel the the weight of like the commitment of it all you know um it can feel like a lot so yeah honestly I just want to say thank you to everyone who has asked when the show is coming back because that's just been it's nice to know people care I think with podcasting it's hard to know are people listening? Are they like, we see download numbers, but that doesn't mean you listened to the full episode and enjoyed it or like, you know, that you're looking forward to more. Like with YouTube videos, we see comments and we see likes and we see those view counts and um, you just get a little bit more real-time feedback. So yeah, it's been really inspiring for me to hear that people like and miss this show when we've been doing it. I agree. It means a lot. Yeah, thank you to all of you who have been asking and wondering when we're going to come back. We are back and we're excited. And I think we have a lot of like topics that we want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Yes, for sure. Next week, we'll talk all about Fem's new job mm-hmm. and just yeah, go into all of the details about that. I have lots of questions for you that we've maybe talked about briefly behind the scenes because, you know, I've been filled in along the way. I got the sneak peek um, before (laughs) the rest of the world got announced that, you know, you were moving. But there's lots that we can go into and that I feel like people would benefit from hearing about this decision. Yes. Let's talk about it next week. Sounds good. All right, fam. Well, where can people go to find more episodes of the show? Yeah. If you forgot the link, 
It is designlife.fm. And you As can it see always has been. All of our episodes there. Uh, there's obviously a bit of a gap between this episode and the one previously. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at designlife.fm. We'd love to hear from you there if you enjoyed this episode you're excited about us coming back let us know uh we always love to hear from you yeah and i hope that you did enjoy this very chatty catch-up episode Um, i did yeah yeah (laughs) me too i enjoyed it i hope the people listening did as well (laughs) yeah subscribe in your favorite podcasting app um check out me and fam's youtube channels where we post video content they'll all be linked in the description and yeah thanks for being here thanks for coming back to listen after this break We appreciate the support. Talk next week. Bye.